Hey guys, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth coming at you from my closet in North Carolina. Chrissy's laughing Christy at me. In my- <laughs> <laughs> Christy in my closet. <laughs> St. Louis. What? Did I say closets? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I did? I really yeah. did? Yeah. Well, eat it. No, I mean, I'm just just <laughs> laughing because it's only randomly that it's like noticeable. And this time it was noticeable. <laughs> Go back, rewind everyone, listen. <laughs> They're going to. They're going to. It's okay. You know you know our name. Yep. Just yep, take the in out and look it up that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody would nobody would Google crimes in closets. See now when I try to say it, I can't. I know. It just comes out. It does. And I never noticed it until somebody pointed it out. So, <laughs> thank you, somebody. People. Thank you, <laughs> pointing that out. How's it going? What's going on over there with you and your closet? Um, not a whole lot. You know, we're as usual, virtual, but we're going back. Well, as of today, we're going back. Things can change any day. But my kid had his first football game yesterday, so that high school football game yesterday, so that was exciting. So that is take. exciting. It's so good for them. Yeah. Get out there and rough it up like Americans do. (laughs) (laughs) Football field. (laughs) Healthy. Yes. Keep it on the football field. (laughs) So you all were able to go to the game? Oh, no. Mm -mm. Only two parents per player or two spectators per player is allowed. Mm, So. So like no siblings or you have to take turns in your house. Yeah, but we didn't do that. (laughs) <laughs> just leave we the rascals yeah yeah we they don't they don't care anyway they just run around the field like the outside of the field anyway yeah, so it's true. like stay home do mm. whatever you want to do yeah. way to support way to support brothers yeah, yeah exactly so yeah. it's october yes it is and we just wanted to remind everybody that at the end of this month which is my birthday month mm. <laughs> That's not the reminder to get that. She had to get Mm -hmm. that in there. Mm -hmm. Um, That we are doing a special collab uh, episode for Halloween week with our friends over at What Happens in the Woods podcast. My my favorite, my favorite outside of us. My favorite podcast. (laughs) Your favorite podcast. Yes. Mm -hmm. Kate Claus in that too. Um, Yeah. So you guys have to go and give them a follow and check out what they're doing for the month of October and catch up on them and catch their vibe and get ready for the episode that we're going to drop with them. And you can listen to it twice. Just do Mm -hmm. it. Just listen to it twice. (laughs) Yeah. Because we'll be dropping ours on Monday and they'll be dropping theirs on their normal day. Yeah. Which is Friday. Oh, is that actually not a normal day for them? Because they're first and third Fridays of the month, but they're going to have an extra bonus one. That's right. Which is this yeah. episode. So you'll get yeah. three episodes out of them this month, which is right. We should, mm-hmm. we should yeah. confirm, but I think so. Yeah. And they're really great. They're in the Pacific Northwest. They're a married couple and they do crimes a lot of times that are kind of around that area up mm-hmm. in like the Washington, Seattle, you know, just the Pacific North, Northwest area. And they are a, so funny to listen to. And they, she is a research queen. Yeah. 
she does such a great job researching her cases. There is nothing left out. I feel like mm-hmm. no question left. So you guys should give them a follow. They're super great. But stay tuned for that at the end of the month. Yeah. Go find them. Go follow them. I think you can find them on Instagram. <laughs> Do they? Uh, no, I know you can find them on Instagram. I follow them. Duh. Um, but I don't. They talked about Facebook, but they don't really use that that much. But anyway, yeah, we all um, have Yeah, we all have that, but we don't really use it. But Yeah. Go find them and follow them and check them out because you'll want to just kind of feel them out before you hear us all together. Yeah, and so. tell them that we sent you. Yeah. Your friends yes. over in the closets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's do you get have a into our... <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I have a murder for you. It's wild and crazy and you're going to like it. I'm going to tell you the name of the murder. I'm going to tell you the name of the case. I'm going to call this case the millionaire murder. Whoa. Do you like that? That's catchy. I do like that. The double M yeah. case. This is the murder of Lance Herndon. Any bells? No, but that happens to me all the time. Names never ring a bell. And then all no, of a sudden I, I start hearing always ask you that. So this murder actually takes us to the great southern state of Georgia. Ooh. In Atlanta. I feel like we've done a Georgia one, haven't we? I have not done a Georgia case, and I was thinking that exact thing when I was researching this. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes. So the first person that I want to talk to you about in this case is a woman by the name of Dion. Dion Ball. Hmm. Dion. That's an intriguing name. It is. It's a very millionaire name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So Dion Andrea Ball was born and raised in Jamaica. Her family had immigrated to the U.S., part of her family, not her, and moved to Atlanta and had some very great success in real estate. So from a super young age, this was her dream. This is what she wanted to do. She wanted to leave Jamaica and move to the U.S. and live what she thought was the American dream. Hmm, So she set her sights on this from a very young age. This is what she wanted to do. She got married to a man by the name of Sean and they had a dollar, a daughter. They had a dollar, a dollar. (laughs) Just one one dollar. (laughs) They had a daughter. Sean was a pilot for air Jamaica. And after a few years of marriage, they were actually able to, make her dream come true and moved to Atlanta, which was very exciting for her. And after some years of them living in Atlanta, her and her husband, Sean, he actually ended up, things just did not work out. And, you know, as marriages do, and he moves back to Jamaica with their daughter. Oh, yes. So, but they were still together. So he travels back and forth like once a month. He comes to Atlanta to see Dion. So they're not divorced. They're not divorced. They're still married. They're just like, I don't know. They're just living their unconventional life, I guess you would say. But they're still together. So Dion was very beautiful. She was very driven. And she became an executive assistant with Metro Atlantic. Metro Atlanta Rapid Transit Authority, which 
everyone knows as Marta. If you're from mm-hmm. like that area, the southern area, it's very like infamously known as Marta. Huge company. So she's an executive assistant for this company. Great job. She also was studying finance at the Georgia State at Georgia State University. So she's a busy girl. Mm-hmm. Her husband is gone a lot and because he was very gone a lot and she this job that she had with Marta put her in touch with some very affluent people in the Atlanta area. She started going out and she started meeting people and the people that she was meeting were very, you know, high prominent men and women in the Atlanta society. So she started partying with him and kind of started searching for relationships outside of her marriage. Mm-hmm. And she sort of was trying to live above her means, if that makes any sense. Like she definitely wanted people to think that she was in the same situation that they were in. Meanwhile, she was like driving a Honda Accord and living in, you know, like a small suburb. No, there's nothing wrong with Honda Accords, but you know what I'm saying? Yes, so, I understand. Okay. So in April of 1996, her boss gets an invitation to a party, a birthday party, of a very affluent Atlanta bachelor named Lance Herndon. So her boss is super excited about this and is going to go. And Diane decide, Dion decides that she wants to go. So she calls Lance's office and says that her boss never received his invitation. So they sent mm-hmm. her over a second, they faxed her over a second invitation and she used that extra invitation to go herself. Huh. Interesting. So, yes. So there she is. She is 28 years old and she meets the birthday boy who is 41 year old Lance Herndon. So Lance, you have a question Can about I- yeah, I'm sorry. Can you re- tell me what year this was? I think this I is in 1996, April okay. of 1996. So mid 90s. Okay. Sorry, Hotlanta. Just, I don't know why I have to have that mental. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> no, in my head. Okay. okay, so I'm gonna tell you about Lance. Lance was born in 1955 in Harlem, New York. His mother Jackie worked in retail, and his father Russell worked like odd jobs, but mainly he just went to bars and cheated on his wife. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. So, as one does, right? Lance was a latchkey kid, and he just had a lot of babysitters. Like, his parents weren't home a ton. But from a very young age, he developed a love for computers and technology. And after he graduated in um, high school, he earned a college degree in computer science and moved to Atlanta. He worked for several tech companies, and he actually went on to create his own computer software company called Access Inc. Have you heard of that? It sounds familiar, but I really big company, super well known. This guy very quickly rose to like local fame. Basically, Mm -hmm. he just his company was a huge success. It actually became the largest computer software company in the Southeast owned by an African-American. So it was very, very, but it's still around. He was selected by the Clinton administration as a small business, as the small business entrepreneur of the year. And they actually held a ceremony for him in the Rose Garden of the White House. Well, like he was a man, you know, like very successful, smart, 
man. So during his rise to success, he got married a total of three times. And all three times, the marriages ended in divorce. (laughs) His third marriage. Yes. (laughs) Right. Any guesses why? (laughs) Um, His third marriage, um, he did have a, a child with her. But it did end in divorce. He owned a huge mansion in Roswell, Georgia, which is a suburb right outside of Atlanta. So Lance was a playboy. There's Mm -hmm. just no nice way to say it. He was just a playboy. He had a ton of girlfriends. He was very open about the fact that he had a ton of girlfriends and wanted a ton of girlfriends and what exactly he wanted them for. This happened when he was married, when he was not married. It was just a constant revolving door of Mm -hmm. attractive ladies at his house. And he actually was the co-owner of a club called the Vixen Club, which was a Mm -hmm. nightclub in Atlanta that was like a very, um, for like high society Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. So on April 12th of 1996, this CEO and millionaire threw a 41st birthday party for himself, as he liked to do. He liked to throw really big parties. And at that time, he was known as Atlanta's most eligible bachelor. Mm. Enter Dion. Mm -hmm. So Dion is exactly Lance's type. He likes things about her that he likes about all of his girlfriends. And like all the rest of his girlfriends, he became smitten with her very quickly and moved fast. He thought that she was super exotic and he loved her accent and he thought she was beautiful. And he just started pouring it on quick like he did, you know, as a playboy does. He's giving her money. He's giving her clothes. He's giving her jewelry. He replaced her little Honda with a new Mercedes. Oh, how nice. How nice. So Best decision she ever made was get a new um, faxed invitation to that party. <laughs> I know. I think she knew what she was doing. Yeah. So meanwhile, this whole entire time, he is also seeing other people. And yeah. Dion is still married. So mm-hmm. in July of 1996, Dion's husband comes to visit. And he sees her new clothes and her new car and is like, um, what's up with this? Who are you? How did you afford this stuff? So she claims that she has a mentor who is helping her with her career and that her car broke down. And so her mentor let her like lent her this new Mercedes car. Mm. And he's like, please, girl. Okay. <laughs> So it's reported that during this time that Lance actually gave Dion between five and $700 a week in cash, which is like $2,800 a month in the mid nineties. Right. Yeah. So, you know, this is not a bad deal. She loved him. She was absolutely over the moon for this man. He was everything that she wanted. He could give her the life that she wanted, the lifestyle that she wanted. And he was just exactly who she, you know, who she would pick for herself. So they continue this relationship, even though husband is, you know, like not loving it and kind of feels like something's up, but he's gone all the time. Right. 
Does she know that the other guy is still is still dating other people too? Lance, hmm. Lance, right? I think <laughs> that she does in theory. Okay. Because it's, you know, he's not like, but the, he is not the kind of guy who is like bringing them all in at one time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not like Hugh Hefner and right. these girls. Like, you know, he definitely dates them individually, but he is a playboy. I mean, he's known for doing this. He's never, mm-hmm. even when he was married, he never just was a monogamous guy. Mm-hmm. So I think, yes, in theory, she has to know. But did they talk about it? Probably not. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So also around this time, you know, in the July-ish area or July-ish time frame, Lance finds out about her husband and her child and that they're back in Jamaica. And, you know, he's kind of like, I don't know. I kinda, it kind of makes me lose, like, you know – my interest in her a little bit. She is not exactly who I thought she was, or she's not as exotic as I thought she was. So he kind of starts to like pull away from her a little bit and move on. You know, it's just time. It just, it's what he does. It's just time for him to find somebody new and move on. So she freaks out. She like becomes enraged by this and she starts absolutely obsessing about this man. She's calling him constantly. She's going to like calling his office, calling his home, showing up at his place unannounced, just making a fool, you know, of herself. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you what that leads to right after this break. Hey guys, if you're anything like Beth and I, you're always searching for new true crime podcasts. Well, we'd like you to check out What Happens in the Woods. It's a new podcast with husband and wife, Bryce and Jessica, who share a love of true crime. They moved to Seattle, Washington, and found out that some crazy stuff happens in the Pacific Northwest. So if you want to venture out of the closet and take a walk in the woods, join Jessica and Bryce every first and third Friday of the month. Check out their trailer after this and subscribe to What Happens in the Woods today. Hey, podcast listeners. Are you obsessed with true crime? If you're like us, you can't get enough. Hi, I'm Jessica, and together with my husband, Bryce, we created a little podcast by the name of What Happens in the Woods. We're just your average couple living normal lives who felt the need to share our love for true crime and sensational cases with the world. We talk about crime stories that take place in the Pacific Northwest, and we want nothing more than to share them with you. Come join us every first and third Friday of the month as we take a deep look into the dark and twisted stories of the Pacific Northwest here at What Happens in the Woods. Episodes are available for download on any listening platform or on our website, www.whathappensinthewoods.com. It isn't for the faint of heart, but we promise it'll be worth it. Okay, we're back. So this brings us to July 9th of 1996, when Dion, super enraged with her boyfriend Lance, shows up at his house. And she sees through the unannounced. (laughs) She was not invited. And she sees through the window that Lance has another woman in the house. Ew. And she gets mad. Mm Mm-hmm. As any woman would. Right. (laughs) So she starts yelling banging on the door, screaming. I mean, 
truly losing her mind and refuses to leave. So Mm. Lance being, you know, the guy that he is and he's got this other woman in the house, he acts like he doesn't know her and calls the Oh my gosh, big mistake. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think that's what we call lighter fluid. Lighter fluid (laughs) on a fire. (laughs) Seriously. Right. So they come and arrest Dion for criminal trespassing and she goes to jail. She goes to jail. And she sleeps there for the night. But the next day, spending the night in jail, Lance comes and bails her out. Yeah. This guy's just like cruising for a breezing, as my mom would say, I think. I know. (laughs) And he continues their relationship. But he's sending her mixed messages. So he's like pulling away. And saying that he's going to cut her off financially and distance himself and he wants his car back. But then at the same time, he's like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Mm. Do you want to come over? You know, like, no, 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 no. She's already been lit on fire with your lighter fluid. Back off. (laughs) Burned. So on August 8th of 1996, Lance's staff comes in for work at around 8 a.m. So Lance has an office in the basement of his house. So he lives upstairs, but he has the office in the basement of his house and all of his staff comes into that office and that's where they work. So when they get there at eight o'clock in the morning, Lance is not down there, which is very, very odd for him. It's never Mm -hmm. good when they don't show up for work. I feel like that's 90% of all of our cases is like people don't show up for work. So Mm -hmm. what they know about Lance is that he's a very heavy sleeper and he actually sets three alarms for five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So he has to have three alarms to wake him up. This is before Mm. like cell phone snooze. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) You know what you have to do is like hit it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Just reach your hand over and like blindly knock your phone. So they don't hear the alarm clocks going off, but there's no Lance. So they're very worried and they call his mom to come over and go up into the house and check on him. And so Mm -hmm. she does. She comes over and she goes upstairs and she finds Lance in his waterbed, naked, laying on his back, beaten to death. Oh, my gosh. Oh, poor mom, right? Mm -hmm. Had to find him. Also, can we just talk about that he had a waterbed <laughs> because well because okay now look i have older siblings they had waterbeds but like in the 80s they had waterbeds this was mm. 1996 yeah yeah i mean that's that's, that, well, that's some kind of mood <laughs> you know what i'm saying like <laughs> i just think that's really special just feel like it needs to be pointed out. Okay. Yes. Okay. So his mom calls 911 and they come. They find no signs of forced entry. They find that he has been beaten to his head and face, mm. but he has no defensive wounds at all. So they feel like that he had been beaten in his sleep, possibly, because it doesn't seem like that he was fighting anyone off. Mm hmm. They also find that all three of the alarm clocks were unplugged. 
So because there's no forced entry, because this happened in his bed, because whoever killed him knew that he had three alarm clocks plugged in that would possibly Mm -hmm. alert his staff when they came in, if they were still going off, they very quickly were able to determine that this was somebody that he knew. And they know Lance. And so they know that this could be several people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They know he has a lot of girlfriends. They know he does a lot of business dealings. So, you know, but they knew that he knew his attack. So he is pronounced dead at the scene of blunt force trauma to the head, and he was 41 years old. Interestingly, when he was found, he was laying on his back and his arms were crossed over his chest. Oh. The autopsy revealed that he was hit over a dozen times in the head with a very heavy blunt object. The maid that works at his house was asked to like go around the house to see if there was anything missing. And they did find that like his laptop was missing, some jewelry was missing, a couple of his credit cards were missing. But the maid also mentioned that there had been a crescent wrench on the counter the night before when she had left that was no longer there. What is a crescent wrench? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> is it? Is it it's just the that, ones like that you a, can adjust? Okay, yeah. It's like That's an adjustable wrench. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this crescent wrench could have been consistent with the trauma to his head. Um, trigger warning. His facial bones were all crushed inward. Mm. So this He was like brutally beaten and it was overkill. Mm-hmm. So very rage-filled. The blood spatters on his ceiling and on the wall were consistent with a pattern that his assailant was actually straddling him at the time that he was beaten. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh-huh. On the waterbed. Um, his time of death was difficult to determine because the waterbed that he was laying in was actually heated. And so it kept his body warmer mm. than it would have mm-hmm. normally, but it's estimated to be between midnight and 4 a.m. I didn't know that you had heated waterbeds. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a mood. <laughs> okay. I know. Right. Well, it, I, I think they were all heated, honestly, because the water would get cold, right? I'm not sure. Well, honestly. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I guess I didn't pay attention enough to waterbeds. <laughs> True. Um, interestingly, on the day that he was found, which was August 8th, he and Dion actually had a court date for the criminal trespassing charge. Oh. Neither one of them showed up. Right. Mm-hmm. So the cops immediately look into Lance's past and into his current affairs and his relationships. And one of the people that comes up on their radar very quickly is Dion because just a few weeks prior to that, she had been arrested for criminal trespassing at his home. Right. So they were like, huh, we think she might be a little bit crazy about him. Let's go talk to her. So they go to her house and she doesn't answer the door. So they go to the neighbor's house and are asking about her and, you know, just like, Do you know where she is? Is she at work? When does she come home? And then they leave. And when they left, Dion comes to the neighbor's house and is like, what they want? (laughs) What were they asking you about? And they were like, they were asking us about the death of Lance Herndon. So she leaves. Hmm. And a couple hours later, she comes back. And when she comes back, the neighbors call the cops. (laughs) 
<laughs> like she came back, she's home. Yep. So they actually think that whenever she left, that she had done something with the murder weapon, possibly. Yeah. Crescent wrench. They think they don't know that that's what it was, but mm-hmm. that's what was missing. And there was nothing ever found. There was no murder weapon at the scene and there wasn't one ever found. So the cops come to her house after she gets home and tell her the news of Lance's death. And she is hysterical, like hysterically crying, so upset. And she explains that her husband, Sean, had been visiting that weekend and that he had actually accidentally answered the phone one time when Lance called and that they had exchanged some extremely volatile and hateful words. Oh, and she's so pinning she's, it on the husband. Right. She's basically like, my husband might have done this. So the police, you know, also find in her purse these letters. And one of the letters is saying that, like, in the event of Lance's death, that the Mercedes will be hers. <laughs> and then the other one, it says something about that he was going to drop the criminal trespassing charges. <laughs> so these are typed up in her purse. Neither one signed. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's, let's so, get those covered first. <laughs> let's make sure that I get my car and I'm not going to be charged. <laughs> right. Yeah. I didn't do it though. I'm so mm-hmm. upset. It was my husband. So the police actually were able to rule her husband out very quickly because he flew out at 9 p.m. the night before which is prior to what they estimate to be Lance's time of death. Mm. And she knew that because she took him to the airport. Right. <laughs> so she had she to know that you're being caught lying. <laughs> they found letters in your purse. Like, come on, girl. So she does admit to them that Lance gave her money and that he was planning on cutting her off because they were trying to cut ties. Okay. Motive. So they took DNA from her. But because there was such a lack of evidence, nobody could put her at the scene, they couldn't arrest her. Mm. They spoke to all of his other girlfriends. Everyone else had alibis and, you know, was were ruled out. So she's definitely the prime suspect, but they just did not have the evidence to indict her on his murder. And because this was the 90s, it the backlog on DNA results was like, Forever. I don't know if you remember hearing stories about that this happened in the 90s when they when they really first started using DNA in cases because they didn't really even use DNA in like criminal cases until like the early like 92, 93. Mm-hmm. So this is just really, <clears throat> you know, four years after that. So there's just such a backlog in actually getting the DNA results. So it took them over a year to get the results. So when the the DNA results come in, they find and she's she's just doing whatever she's doing the, during this whole entire time, like mm-hmm. just working, living her life. I don't know why she didn't go back to Jamaica, but she did it. So the DNA results come in, and they find that there is hair, like pubic hair and other hairs on Lance's body that matches Dion's, and her DNA is underneath Lance's fingernails. Oh, so, so was that a, a somewhat of a sign of um, him defending himself then? Well, potentially, mm-hmm. but they also were having an intimate relationship. Yeah. So like her DNA could possibly be on the body as well. But yes, they arrest her. 
On January 9th, 1998, they arrest her and charged her with the first-degree murder of Lance Herndon. They also were able to find that she had had one of his credit cards and apparently after he died had charged like $3,000 to one of his credit cards and bought like furniture. Yeah. So she went on a little, you know, spending little shopping mm-hmm. trip. <clears throat> so, but after she was arrested in January of 98, she was actually released on a $150,000 bond. So she just got right back out. Yeah. I mean, she so, brutally, well, I guess they didn't prove it, but she brutally mur- murdered somebody. <laughs> yeah, she beat a man to death yeah, in his yeah. bed. Mm-hmm. So the trial, again, was not held for three years. All Holy of cow. that time, she is out. She's out on, bo- on bail. So they claim... The prosecution, whenever her trial begins, that on August 7th, the night of August 7th, she went to his house, they had sex, and she was upset with him because he was having relationships with other other women. He was cutting her off financially. They had these charges looming over them with the court date tomorrow. Apparently, whatever he said, she did not like, and so she beat him to death while he was sleeping in his bed. The prosecution claims that if she was a gold digger and she was really upset because he was cutting her off, then why would she have killed him? Because she has no claim to his money. Yeah. Well, he's dead. Well, that's true. So, well, Except right. for the note that said um, she, she gets a Mercedes. The car. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Which was never signed by him. You would think she would be like, here, sign this really quick first, then do her thing. Or maybe he wouldn't sign them and maybe that's what happened. Maybe she asked him to sign them and he didn't. We don't know. So they also, the defense also claims that he was in financial trouble, which he actually was in financial trouble. He um, was kind of living a lot, like his finances at that time had really taken a turn for the worse. And it was almost like he was really living above his means and spending things he shouldn't have been spending. But, and so they're thinking that maybe he was in some trouble with some like bad people and that there could have been a lot of people who wanted him dead. And, you know, so you can't, you really don't have the evidence to point to Dion. Mm -hmm. So after six hours of deliberation, Dion was found guilty. Oh, wow. The jury did find her guilty of his, of the first degree murder of Lance Herndon. And she was sentenced to life in prison. However, two years after her sentencing, she won her appeal that one of the witnesses was biased. So they granted her a second trial and the second trial actually resulted in, it was in 2001 and it resulted in a hung jury. Wow. Yes. So she was released again on $500,000 bail, but she has to have her third trial. (laughs) But instead of having a third trial, She took a plea deal, and she pled guilty to voluntary manslaughter, and this was in 2004. She agreed that she would serve 10 years in prison, and after she was released, she would have to be on probation for 10 years. Hmm. So she's out. She was released 
in November 2014 at the age of 44, and she is she will be on probation until 2024. So she still lives in Georgia. That's amazing. Amazing. And her husband and daughter are still in Jamaica. Does and I she don't still know, see them? I don't know if he comes and visits her. She, I had a very difficult time finding anything about her after she took this plea deal. Or not, mm. not after she got out of prison. Okay. After taking the plea deal, after she served her 10 years and got out. So I don't know if she's changed her name at this point. Mm. And is kind of living a different life. But she's still in Georgia. She can't leave the state because she's on probation. So. Wow. Wow. But I don't really know where she is. So <laughs> any of you people down there in Georgia, look her up because she might be your neighbor. Don't let her yeah. borrow your wrenches. <laughs> Holy cow. I so mean. That is the story of the millionaire murder. That's amazing to me. <laughs> well, first of all, okay, so she beats this guy to death and she gets out on bail to begin with is like I know. ridiculous. Twice. And because that wasn't a whole lot. You said $150,000. It's not like right. it was like they set it high, which is what I feel like they normally do now. Um, But then, yeah, she gets – so she gets convicted, but then – hung jury when she gets an appeal anyway amazing mm-hmm. and then plea deal <laughs> and then plea deal and now she's out anyway because she's 10 years 10 years for murder are you serious yeah manslaughter well okay i'm sorry <laughs> sorry manslaughter but she friggin' murdered him <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely and she is such a lovely woman i mean if you I don't know about now what she looks like, but if you look up pictures of her like back in the 90s, both of them, both of mm-hmm. them are beautiful. I mean, they just look like these normal, young, you know, fun, loving, party socialites. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, she's very lovely. And yeah, that yeah. would be interesting to see what she's doing now. Like, is she working? Is she like, you know. She'd have she to be integrated herself back into society. Like I'm sure that's the, that's the rehabilitation process that we go by. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. But, or is she just working at McDonald's because nobody's going to mm, give her mm. the time of day, you know, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Somebody I'm not find sure. her. I really, I know. <laughs> don't tell her we sent you. <laughs> no, don't tell her we sent you, but then send us like photos wherever you find her. <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> should have a crimes and closet Snapchat. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Can't keep up with my own. No, no good would come of that. I don't think. No, no. Wow, wow, wow. Well, that was very, very, very interesting. Okay, like good. One. Yeah. Well, awesome. Great. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. Anytime. Um, it was kind of nice to. Uh, have a little bit more of a light and airy case. <laughs> <laughs> you sicko. <laughs> You're just serial killers? No, but for real, like just having it be a little bit um, shorter and not so <laughs> yeah. um, inundated with multiple murders and right, whatever. Right. But anyway, yeah, it was still one, good. It was a good story. I like it. I one like... innocent man lost his life in the story. Yeah. 
Yes, I'm sorry to hear that, Lance, but it um, it was good. It was a good story. I liked it. So thank you for that. And um, we are always appreciative of you guys um, listening. And if you have any suggestions, please throw them our way. We are always open to checking them out, um, giving you guys what you want. So you can find us on all the social media platforms. We don't need to go through all that every single time. So I think we're just going to say find us, follow us, rate us, review us, listen to us, love us. <laughs> <laughs> and hide your crescent wrenches. <laughs> and hide your crescent wrenches. But also remember that the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closets. We'll be